Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best. This is the best of the best show, the new version of the best show. And for people who don't know, the best show takes place each and every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. till midnight over at thebestshow.net. And if you uh, are new to the program, these are little bite-sized greatest hits samples of what we do every week. So check this out, and if you want more, you can listen to the full three-hour extravaganza and check it out. And if you want to support The Best Show, the way to do that is to uh, download the episodes and to give us reviews on iTunes and to tell people that the show is back and that you like it. So please check out this new episode of Best Show Bests. Is Adam Resnick here? Would you come in, sir, please? If you don't mind. Remember, bees are juggalos, too. <laughs> Speaking of the... Uh, fra- he, uh, another person fresh from the Gathering of the Juggalos, we have Adam Resnick here. The, uh, that, that throat clear was... I'm sorry. That's all right. Do you need something to drink? I wish you want... keep going. We have You're a refrigerator. Fire, as always. Well, well thanks. It's so nice of you. Oh, you know, it. I had a water and I forgot to bring it in. Okay. Mike? Yeah. Can you tell Dudio to tell Pat to bring hey, Adam's water in? I, I can get my own water. Do you want to go out and get it? No, they'll, they'll, somebody will help okay. you. And I'm, this is shorting out still. It is? Yeah. Okay. We'll get it. I'll right. hold on. I'll, yeah. Okay. That's okay. I mean, There's I another pair of headphones here. We'll, we'll, we'll. It's already breaking down. Our stuff's already breaking down. Pat's not out there. Pat's not out Thanks. there. Thank Thanks. you, sir. Oh, boy. Oh, Fresh one and the old one. Boy. Oh, that's just, yeah, this, really you'll never. <clears throat> I've had this, you know, where your your headphones go bad. You, yeah. It's you can't do it. You can't yeah. fix it. So unfixable. Uh, I'll try. I'll try. If you, I can hold on to it and yeah, try to you like move it around. Clip. It'll yeah, but it doesn't it stay. Comes back to life. Yeah. It's already breaking down. That took a blow. <laughs> Might as well just. A, this, this took a blow. Might as well just. Someone, yeah. someone hurt this one. Set this whole uh, this place alight, right? Yeah. Set yeah. it alight. No, it's great. and the best show. What do you, you think? Yeah, well, oh, hell, yeah, let me try that. Everybody, you got to know. Do you, you're asking, is, uh, there's a few of you saying to yourself, who, who is Adam Resnick? Well, I'm going to tell you. This guy, he, he wrote a book, uh, came out last year, called Will, Will Not Attend. And it's uh, one of the funniest books I've ever read. It's uh, stories from his life. And he also uh, wrote on the... Uh, Late night with David Letterman and uh, Good Bill Wendell. Saturday Night Live, right? You wrote on Saturday Night Live for like two days. Yeah. For two days, <laughs> it was very short. Yeah, were they good days? No, actually, there was a, it was a, it was a bad season. I think making copies. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Awesome. Here's here's this one. Thanks. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Dudia. No problem. I tell you, what do you think of that, Mike? Dudia, fix the headphones. Cans are a little hot, Tom. Cans are a little hot. Yeah. Which channels this, Dudia? Um, three? Yeah, just go ahead and bring two and three down. Just okay. Perfect. Is that good? That's perfect. All right. You know, when I was walking in, I, I thank you. I don't know the context, but uh, you were. I just you have to tell me. You were saying something about the writers' room for the Flintstones, or something. I was trying to picture what that would be like. <laughs> the right, like picture like boards and yeah, them trying to break a Flintstone story. Like, yeah, right. They must have been doing two a day, though, right? Just like that's, then Wilma gets a little 
elephant vacuum cleaner. Well, yeah, well they had the, the Bible from the honeymooners and just said, oh, oh let's do the one where, you know, that's all it was. And they're just like, man. And, and then when the that, rock. when that, yeah, when that hit rock bottom and they brought in that Martian, you know, and that was like, Gazoo. Yeah. No pun intended, rock bottom, right? <laughs> that was no pun intended. Very good, yeah. Rock bottom. He could have been a character on the Flintstones. Rock bottom. Produced by Steven Spielrock. Remember that? Was that the movie? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that movie? Yeah, I've like, seen some. I've seen some of the sequels. I think was there two. Viva Rock three? Vegas. Yeah, yeah, there was right. Viva Rock Vegas. Right. Where like John Goodman, they were just like, uh, where he's just like, nah, I'm not doing this one. <laughs> Actually, who was the guy that was Friday? There was a guy, but I don't know who that was. Who did? I think it was like, uh, was it uh, one of the Baldwin's? Was Barney? Yeah. I th- was it the guy from D- David Thewlis? Was that who it was, Mike? No, I'm kidding. Was Michael Chiklis? From, Michael Chiklis? He'd be a good Fred Flintstone, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. John Goodman was in the first one. Then they kept making them, and John Goodman was just like, yeah, I'm going to stop being in these now. <laughs> the first one, before it was, you know, it went through, a, I, I can remember there was a period where you'd hear a lot about it. You know, there had been, you know, went through another draft and went to another writer. Mm-hmm. It was like the hottest thing in town was the Flintstone script. To get on board. <laughs> to get on board. Because Spielberg up. was involved with it. And, and uh, yeah, and so that's what they got. Yeah, you get to punch up. I came up with a scene where uh, Barney, uh, oh, can you imagine somebody like bragging? Yeah, I worked on the, that's me up there. That's my thing. <laughs> Barney's got a, uh, he made his own bowling ball with the birds. <laughs> yeah, or, but imagine them, and, they're, and also they're they're squirreled away with their their stack of uh, Flintstone VHS tapes, watching the episodes uh, to you know uh, get the inspiration, yeah, like with a pad. Yeah, scribbling frantically. Yeah. What if we have? Uh, what if we have Bam Bam uh, do a? Should we save Bam Bam for the sequel? <laughs> I mean, should Bam Bam? Do we want to? Do, do we want to cash that chip yet? Right. Yeah. Bam Bam might be good. That might be a good. Uh, I make a good plot point for the sequel. It's like, maybe you guys should not hold back now yeah. on what the Flintstones movie should be. Yeah, and those birds, those animals. It's yeah. a living. Right? It's a living. All, you're right, right. It's a living. I never get tired birds, of that. Right? Yeah. The birds. The birds. Right? It's a living. Yeah, and there was something that the, what was the vacuum cleaner? That was something. It's too. like a woolly mammoth. Yes. Right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> hey, your point, your right, purpose yeah. is you just eat dirt all the time. <laughs> yeah. This woman's going to just kick you <laughs> and right. you yeah. eat dirt just with your, with your, with your uh, trunk. Just suck up any <laughs> dirt in the house. Oh, I, hey, I don't eat dirt. That's not, uh, I kind of don't live on dirt. I'm like an animal. Like right. consuming yeah. dirt is really bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in the end, okay. they just throw it in the closet, and that's it. Was there food in the closet for the vacuum cleaner? Or was, I, don't I, know, I, I don't think we ever saw anyone eat any of the appliances, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I never oh. knew when I was a kid what that, that thing was on a. In the, is it the ending or the opening credits where they pull into the drive through Now I know it's ribs, but I never knew what the hell that was the thing Look, that knocks the car over. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uncooked. Yeah, uncooked. Right? Yeah, well, he was an animal, he was a caveman. <laughs> And that's the other thing. Yeah. He was a caveman. Yeah. He's driving his car. It's, it, the whole thing doesn't yeah, make sense. Does, yeah. The whole thing is not Donald very Trump good. would say it was a disaster. <laughs> the Flintstones is a total disaster. <laughs> like, like him just reviewing yeah. it. 
The show's stupid. <laughs> By the way, what happened since the, the ride over here, since I took the PATH train over? What's the latest with Donald Trump? What did he, what did he do in the last 20 minutes? Did anything happen? Yeah. Did I, yeah. I didn't know did anything so they, happen. We're, yeah. we're all in, uh, there's a little bit of Hulk Hogan crisis here. Yes, I, I know that, yeah. he was Because uh, Mike, Mike doesn't want me to say it. Mike's a huge Hulkamaniac. Oh, no, really? I know. Mike was a huge, do you ever see the commercial for the Hulk Hogan thing, the pasta he opened, like, in the Mall of America, like, no. Hulk Hogan's pasta. <laughs> and it was like, was pasta mania. And he and then he's doing this thing. He's just like, all you kids out there, you got to realize, my pasta maniacs. I'm looking lean and mean because I'm eating this pasta. It's like, yeah, that's that's always the first food you go to when you want to <laughs> slim right, down. Yeah, right there, yeah. Start, yeah. <laughs> start just... Pounding bowls of pasta. What? Well, yeah, that's a that's a that's just a tried and true weight loss right. measure. Yeah. Well, just, maybe he was appealing to the runners, the kids that were marathon. There were no runners standards. in his audience. Like carving up or yeah. something. No, they're sitting eating a bowl of pasta, watching him wrestle. <laughs> I'm leading meat from all this pasta. Right. I'm eating. Was this a canned pasta? You know, like <laughs> it, a, it was. Um, Chef Boyardee variety type of pasta. But, but it was like he had like his like Hulk Hogan, like the mall. I mean, have you ever been to the Mall of America? No, I haven't. I've never, it's like, I've never been there. It's what, in Minnesota? Yeah. Right? That's and, it's, and it's like, oh, it's got all these things in it. It's got a Ferris wheel and a roller coaster or whatever. It's just like, yeah. Just seems like a garbage heap. And also, what I'm trying to figure what they, a mall that large. What do they come up with that isn't just in like Garden State Plaza? They're, all the stores are there, but what are the what are the add-ons? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what it is. Like how you know? Uh, yeah. I can't imagine what could it possibly be. You tell me. I can't go out to to uh, Nyack. Nyack, right? Mall? Yeah. There's everything at there's Nyack. The Nyack Mall. That that food court is amazing. With the, it's got a Ferris wheel in it. Ferris wheel in yeah. it. Joe's Stone Crab House. I think. Do you know who it? you know who ate at that that uh, food court every day for years? No. Jason Walloner. Oh really? Was he from this area? He was from around there, and he worked near there, and he ate there every day. <laughs> I mean, I gotta tell you, I could almost do that. There's an IHOP in there now too. There's a lot of stuff in that in that food okay. court. I'm sorry. And uh, there was a place called Stir Crazy, which just mm-hmm. which just went out. Was it like walks and food? Yeah, walks. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, um, so funny that Jason Jason ate at Fat Burger every day, and then they gave him like a a shirt, like, and then he was just like, yeah, in L.A. No, the one in Nyack. Like he ate it. Was there a Fat Burger? There was a Fat Burger there, and then it's funny. They gave him a shirt, and he was just. I think that's that was like the inciting moment when he was like. I need to change some things here in my life. Yeah, that that happens to me in uh, in at subway places where I end up going too much, and they start calling me boss and stuff. <laughs> then I know I'm in trouble. Because you like subway a lot, right? I, I mean, I don't. It's not like I I, it, I think it's the greatest thing. It's just easy, and mm-hmm. uh, it actually is pretty good. I for a while they're always getting it every single day, mm-hmm. and those and, and those guys always recognized me. And the, the one time, then I I was going to this one where I was running this office, and and. Uh, I changed offices and hadn't been there in like a year and a half. And I walked uh-huh. in. I said, "They walked in, boss. Where you been?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah. how did all the people that come in that place, yeah. you know, where have I been? Well, yeah. there's one of these every three blocks. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I was at yeah. one of the. No offense to your subway. Yeah, right. yeah. I was at a different <laughs> subway. <laughs> it's like, like you're just like, no, we need to go four miles to that subway <laughs> over there. That's the best subway. And then. There was this commercial, like, where the guy's, like, 
trying to say, like, hey, you know, we can make the Subway sandwiches, like, we could give them some flavor. Is that, like, a complaint that they're flavorless? <laughs> like, there was, like, a commercial, like, actively addressing the idea, like, hey, we can add some flavor to your sandwich. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was a a, a thing. A that problem some, that they've been having. I yeah, thought the whole thing was that the the bread, the bread, you can smell it, like, it smells like, uh, like, it smells like industrial yeah, bread and, or and, and when that stuff, if you if you dine in at the mm-hmm. subway, you yeah. know, as I've done plenty of times, yeah. that bread once it attaches to your, the fabric to your clothing, it, uh-huh. it, that's it. The rest of the day, you're in the subway. That you're in a subway, no matter where you are. It so, smells like subway just from that for their fresh baked bread. So, it just gets it gets into your pores. It gets into the and in, in, into you know your mm-hmm. clothes. It's just so dying. it's it's like um, it's like uh, it's like the uh, the new version of smoking is like. A second hand, yeah. A second, you get that second hand bread. Yeah, you, know, you got some second. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. second hand Subway. Yeah, on you. It's worse in the city, and they're really dirty in the city. But like when I go to Pennsylvania, uh-huh. you know, you could eat off the floor, and it's like my mom is behind the counter. It's like, uh-huh. hi, hun, what do you want? Everything uh-huh. is so civil and and clean. But in, in the city, you, you take your life into your own hands when you go into those places. They're just. <laughs> but I try to ignore it, you know. That's uh-huh. yeah. The. Uh... I don't know. I lost the taste for Subway at some point, and I never got it back. Well, did you ever? Did you ever do they have pot bellies here in Jersey? They do. That's have another a Subway. But that, that that place is bad. I never got into uh, Quiznos. Never understood it. Never understood how to order there. Very confusing. Was is that your place, Tom? Quiz. I was a Quiznos. There I, I don't a, know how to order. I don't know there, what it is. It's. I don't know what that is. After the one hurricane, after Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. the only thing open in this one like stretch of like. 30 miles was this one Quiznos was like open and it, the line was out the door. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm going to go to Quiznos and get, it was like grapes of wrath. <laughs> Everybody's at Quiznos. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a guy in front of me who's like ordering his sandwich. And if I remember correctly, he was like, everybody's just like, yeah, this place this is the only place open in for miles. Just order something and be thankful that you got a sandwich <laughs> right. and get out. And this guy was acting like it was any other day. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, can I get extra lettuce on that? They're like, well, you know, we're, we're the lettuce. And he's like, oh, like, oh, can you like, it's like, hey, uh, there's trees everywhere. Every All the trees are uprooted because the hurricane came. There's no power anywhere. And you're acting like it's a normal day. It's like you're just at Quiznos. Indig, can you believe the service at this Quiznos? They don't. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so you're a subway man. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I well, maybe, maybe okay. with this whole Jared thing, you could slide in there as like the new guy, right? I thought about that. Adam Resnick I mean, I, for you subway. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I look a little bit like him. I think. I think there's something that's what frightens me, just a tiny bit that bothers me. You know, when he lost weight, I thought, well, then now he looks a little bit like me. But Jared, there's that. He's no laughing matter. This, but by the way, did that? Uh, is that is that deal done yet? I'm I, following I, the latest. I mean, I tuned out on the whole Jared thing. Looks like a duck, walks like a duck. Yeah, but it doesn't bear on the actual no. sandwiches like that. No, allegedly, this no, no, not- no, no. I don't. It's the he's the furthest thing from my mind. Thank God when I eat <laughs> the sandwiches. Although I did, uh-huh. I stole from the. Uh, there was a, one of those little. Uh, 
sort of like pyramid shaped cards that fold under. You know, they will say something like, you know, get a you know twenty four ounce Coke with it. Those cardboard uh-huh. things that's in it. But there was one a couple of years ago. It was something he had some connection to uh, Sharknado. I think the second one. And it was like you know, it was like you know, uh-huh. well, enjoying Jared for the premiere of Sharknado. And I grabbed that, and I don't know what happened to it. I, it's one of those things. I'm too old for crap like this. What am I going to do with it? You know, really, am I going to really put it somewhere? I don't, yeah. yeah, Sharknado. Yeah, there was a subway tie-in for Sharknado. See, I don't get. We were talking about I don't get. It. We're going to talk about that throughout. Yeah, the show. I think that's cool that I like that because like Sharknado, it's like manufactured garbage. Like they're just like we know this is terrible. Well, it's trying to be funny, right? Sort of yeah. the way I guess like snakes on a plane didn't start off trying to be funny; it became a joke, I guess, yeah. right? And so yeah. I think, yeah, it's riffing off of that snakes. But on it's a plane. so, it's so. I've never seen it. I've never artificial seen it. in the way that I I wouldn't be able to like enjoy. Like how you see how bad it was? It's like yeah, they know it's bad. They put, they actively put yeah. Jared from Subway in one of the things. Like he's acting in it. Oh, oh, he's in it. <laughs> I think he acted in it. Yeah. Right? Did you see it, Mike? No, I haven't seen it, but that sounds. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh, Mike is so. That's he's off the. He, the Mike wheels, checked the out. He's are, not listening. He, he's, I made him hungry for Subway. He's sneaking out. <laughs> he's gonna go to Subway. You, Mike, Subway. Blimpy. Blimp, Mike's a Blimpy. Oh, I used to like Blimpies, but there were the one that I used to go to. It was on Eighth Avenue. It was uh, mm-hmm. it's really dirty, so I, I had to stop. But it was it, I for a while. I, yeah, I enjoyed it for a long time. Hoboken had the first. The first Blimpies was in Hoboken. And the sign out front said Blimpy's Base One. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> it was like, you know, you come in this Blimpy's, this is like the cradle of civilization <laughs> as far as sandwiches go. <laughs> is, that's, uh, that's, right, that's where it all, that's where it all, that's the Darwin was in there. And, uh... Now, Adam Resnick, you, mm-hmm. your book. Will not attend. Will not attend. It came out last year in hardcover. Right. What if someone is just like not into hardcovers? Like, what? What are they just out of? Are they just out of luck? Or as Mike would say, S O L. I. What, what's that? That's uh, it's blank out of luck. Oh, oh, I get you. Yes. Uh, uh, um, no, I think you'll still. I think there's still plenty of those around for okay. people that want those. Let's call them collector's items. Okay. Joe Franklin, you know, claimed to have uh, invented that phrase collector's item that's a, that's the truth he took claim to that and i can't and he might be right i don't know you might as well take credit for something that's unprovable like <laughs> that's that. right and no one no one cares about it. it's nothing <laughs> yeah. to brag about really because yeah. you told that and yeah. i'm just like oh okay yeah right. oh okay that's good right. yeah, but good i tried to him. do the math on that thing well wasn't he doing he was like the the sort of the uh 
the uh you know the the sandwich boy during the make believe ballroom and then he got the job there spinning records so that would have been around what 49 and then i don't think you would have heard collector's item then now let's take it to the 50s he gets his own little radio show maybe possibly it's yeah. starting to line up you know yeah date wise the vintage of that term but it's a collector's item yeah, because he had his uh, everything he had, of course, was a collector's item. So he it was part of his. Well, wasn't his office like notoriously like just like headshots everywhere? Yeah, wasn't I was. I, to... I went in there when I first uh, came to New York. That I, I I wanted to go see Joe Franklin just to see what that was like, and I was in uh-huh. there. And yeah, he was. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's interesting head, guy. He's got headshots of uh, magicians of... and you know, <laughs> and then it's like. Then he can say, I had these famous people on and I, like, he can be, I had the first, it's like, yeah, you had 80 million people. It's just like, at some point you're going to trip over someone. Yeah, well, well, he always says this, you know, as the first one, and this side, I don't know, uh, the Springsteen one I still think is unprovable, what he used to say that is, you know, he would always bring up in conversation, uh, you know, I had Bruce Springsteen, I had first, Barbara Streisand, blah, 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 you know, they they, (laughs) They get big. They, they, they don't want to come back. I, I, I think that it reminds them of the days when they were struggling. That's why they don't come back. <laughs> First of all, I'm unsure that – I got to see this the Springsteen on Joe Franklin show, but he did claim that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Springs like what did he do? Mary Queen of Arkansas, probably. <laughs> do you remember when Jay Giles did it? You know, they made a whole show around it. It was a big. Do you remember that around Joe being on? Well, Joe you know, no, it was when they were. They'd finally. It was their first number one with a centerfold or whatever. Yeah. The other one for mm-hmm. that album, and mm-hmm. um, and they they came on the show. They basically they they said that you know you know when Peter Wolf. That your hero would be like, yeah, Joe, and we were on the road. This is my Peter Wolf. Uh-huh. Uh, we used to always talk about the day we have a number one, you know, we're going on Joe Franklin because we used to be up, you know, we'd be at motels late at night and watch mm-hmm. your show. And so uh, they sort of took over the whole show, but it was during the week that they were, I guess, in Madison Square Garden. They had a number one record. Everyone wanted Jay Giles on their show, and they, so they said, we're only doing Joe Franklin. So they did the uh-huh. entire Joe Franklin show, but it's uh, – it's actually not that funny when you watch the show itself, but it's uh, – he had no idea who they were. He just would be yeah. like, tell me again. Why? Why did you, you pick me? Why, why, why are you just doing my show? He never heard of them yeah. the day before, I think. <laughs> just... Are you making fun of me? Is this – Yeah, that, that was always a big thing. Yeah, he didn't like Billy Crystal, your, your, your friend Billy Crystal. That, was, hey, that really offended him. Anyone that, that imitated him, he didn't. How could you not like – well, I could answer my own question before I started – if you're famous enough, if you, if somebody's doing an impression of you, that's a compliment, I think. Look, I got people, nobody does impressions of me here, right? You ever hear a good impression of me, Mike? Not really. No. Oh, I'm going to open the door to that. Anybody ever does an impression of me, I want to hear it. That's, it would be like someone doing a, an impression of Rich Little. What would that sound like? An impression? <laughs> that Rich Little's yeah. regular voice is a little bit... To the, I guess a little bit off from Johnny Carson is uh-huh. his regular voice. Yeah. Don't you think that's the Rich Little? Nah. Well, when he would be. Uh, remember when he was on the Late Show? Yeah, the, the Late Shift. Yeah, yeah, the Late Shift. Yeah. It was like, uh, it's like uh, the guy playing Letterman was like with that. He had that orange wig on his head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Michael <laughs> yeah. Clark Duncan. Yeah, da- da- yeah, I think that. No, name? no, no. That's that's the guy from uh, the Green Mile. Is it or whatever? Okay. No, no. I I, I know the guy. That yeah. other guy. That guy's kind of funny. I forget. I've seen him and stuff. Yeah, but he, yeah. But he did that. Yeah. And Ruther then he was like, he was like, uh, supposedly at his like house, and he's like throwing 
saw like baseballs. Yeah, and, 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 a, and, a, giant, and a giant like, like archery, archery thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the scene. I think he also had like on like a shirt like yours. What are, what's mm-hmm. that called? Are those those are uh, polo shirts? Like polo shirt. Polo yeah. shirt with like a with like a, a V neck, mm-hmm. you know, sweater over that. But mm-hmm. it would uh-huh. it, you know it was like a. <laughs> No arms on it, or something it crazy looking. But then he called Letterman. He was just like, uh, or, or letter. He called Carson, and he's like, uh, "Well, what should I do? I really want the Tonight Show." And then Rich Little played Johnny Carson in this uh, TV movie about the whole Leno Letterman fight. He's like, uh, "I would say, uh, like he was just like he was like Rich Little in full, like, like he kind of lost the compass for his Johnny Carson impression at that well, yeah. point." Well, don't you think it was a fascinating uh, choice because that was Betty Thomas, I think, who directed that? Yeah. So um, I'm sure there was a lot of discussion about it. And they mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, he can do the voice without a doubt. The thing is he can't act. So he's trying – his performance <laughs> is him trying to push down that Vegasy Johnny Carson <laughs> thing that he does. Yeah. I, I would love to hear her directing him, you know. Yeah. But, he doesn't know the meaning of bringing it. Down. Just, it's just trying to say, just <laughs> yeah, play yeah, it real, just like you're yeah. Johnny Carson, just yeah. having a normal conversation. Yeah. I can't do it. He, he just can't not be huge. <laughs> and I would, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say, uh, you should. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. uh, what, what should I do, Johnny? I don't know what to do. And I would say, uh, you. <laughs> like we can like was, rich uh, uh we can't understand what you're saying uh, <laughs> i would say uh, take the uh, leave <laughs> like, i think he's doing his john wayne i think it slid into his you're doing your john wayne now rich now adam resnick your book the hardcover book of will not attend yeah. there, there is a paperback though yeah um, is yeah, it out, it out to, yeah it came out today I today thought. yeah the Believe paperback me. for will not attend one of the funniest books, if not the funniest book, I've ever read. You're so sweet. So many great stories. I'm telling you, you read this thing and you just laugh and laugh and laugh. There's, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic book. Classic. And I cannot give it the high, a higher recommendation than to say, everybody hearing this, if you like this show, you will love this book. If you hate this show, you will love this book. And there's a, it's so good, and it's all these stories from your life. And when you went and wrote this book, mm-hmm. you these were all stories. You Did you know these stories would make a good book throughout your life? Or was, or was there just a point where you were like, okay, I'm going to write a book. What stories should be in the book? Yeah, it sort of can. It was that, you know, the... the the obvious ones I sort of scribbled down right away, just the ideas, the stories I knew I were going to tell. And then the other, uh, it, it came pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then there was, there was even some other ones beyond that that I didn't put in the book because I thought it had already had the right amount. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to uh, get out early. As they yeah, say. well, it's great. The story about the piano is so funny. Booker. Booker. And these stories, these are not, uh, these are not, uh, these, these are exclusive. You're not going to suddenly, there's not going to be like a book or a sitcom. <laughs> no, but that, it's interesting because that, well, uh, no, there were, the, when the book came out, there was a, a television, uh, there were some people who were interested. I don't want to say anything, but, but mm-hmm. I never wanted, yeah. you know, that was one thing about, you know, when I wrote it, the, the great feeling was that it wouldn't, didn't have to be anything else. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I just wouldn't do that. If it was going to, it would have to be the greatest 
thing in the world. You know, like sure. the greatest people mm-hmm. directing it, the greatest people cast, everything that would, yeah. you know, but, and that ain't going to happen. So yeah. it doesn't have to be. I like it just being a book. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything else. Why does, I, why does everything have to be, you know, a, a movie or TV Yeah, show, exactly. Right? Like as if that's the, the, the yeah. top of the mountain yeah. is a, turning your thing into a TV show. No, it's great. It's it's such a funny book. Everybody That's should nice read. Will not attend. Thanks, Tom. Um, we were talking about wrestlers well, let's uh, go. earlier. Let's go, let's go, man. Because you grew up in Harrisburg, Harrisburg, and yeah, we used to go to the Zembo Mosque and 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 see the WWF in those days. So, who did you see as a kid? Well, of course, Andre was always there. Gorilla mm-hmm. Monsoon, um, Tiger Chung Lee. And George is, Animal Steel. This is you and your brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my yeah, my my younger brothers were really into it. They were obsessed. I, I, uh, and it was, you know, that's when it was a different, you know, that's when there, were, there was like always like a this, this old coot in the front row that kind of believed it, you know, and uh, um, uh, yeah. And that, by the way, I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm just adding the color. But this old coot happened to be a Holocaust survivor, you know, had like a. Uh, but he was, but he was, uh-huh. <laughs> he could still laugh a little, but uh-huh. it was just added to the, uh-huh. to the flavor of the, uh, what he was. And I forget what he was like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, Mr. Goldstein's going nuts. He's, uh, he's, but he's, he's wiping the salt off the red that Tiger Chung Lee put down to, to blind the guy. He would then, <laughs> Mr. Goldstein would run up and rub the salt off the ring and like, you know, you'll, you'll stop doing, you don't get to put the salt to put in his eye, you know, and it was, that's, but, um, and it's just like, it was, they were doing a show here. They were doing a show at the Zembo. Okay. It was so yeah. It was my my younger brothers. I don't know. They were probably when they were around fifteen. They'd be so excited. They sneak my mother's car out just to go. They'd skip school that day and go hang out at the Zembo by yeah, about ten or eleven just to watch them, you know, unload the ring. And then they would go find the wrestlers <laughs> at the at the couple of motels they knew they stayed at. So they would like go bother Sergeant Slaughter. They they paint this funny picture. Sergeant Slaughter. It was a sunny day. Was sitting outside on like a little uh, you know lawn chair. And there's a little table there and he was like paying his bills writing his checks out <laughs> and then they would then they would follow them to the there was a uh, this this restaurant on route 22 called acres and that was the place the wrestlers always went after the matches uh-huh. till my brothers found out and, and all their friends and my brothers would try to just drive these guys nuts and <laughs> sit down with them at the table and they'd be you know like you know uh, hey sarge can i can I have you know can I have your bread and you know he blew up with them take the bread take my meal my meal take my drink take everything just just take it all. How, how do you like that? Just take it all. <laughs> Drove these guys nuts. I mean, it was, so it's just these kids yeah. who cracked the code for where when these guys are in Harrisburg. They, they knew every move. They I remember being with them in the car. The one My one brother, was their, their twins, was behind the wheel. And they, they chased down. And one goes after the match. And it was uh, uh, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, and Greg Valentine. I forget, it, was one of the, it was this classic thing. And someone else, like the good guy and the bad guy, was in the same car. They're going, this is when they drove on to the next town. This is when uh-huh. they was really tough miles they put mm-hmm. on you know between town between and, towns and uh and so I, they would just be followed like, them like crazy and they finally pulled over in a gas station and valentine got out and he saw he's almost he just had like his little short shorts and some, <laughs> some flip-flops and came and uttered some threats and uh and uh and then uh i think i said to roddy you know i yelled through the windows you're the best you're the greatest actor in the world you know uh-huh. and then, then he yelled out the advice he goes you know um stay in school so you don't have to wrestle for a living that's what he said. Was <laughs> and these guys are just like, this is 
because when when they're doing Harrisburg, that's what you would call like a tertiary market. Well, actually, that was a big one because we were close. We didn't realize. Uh, my my brothers are like upset now as they're older. They realize that the the main place they used to shoot from in the seventies was this place called the Hamburg Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. which we realized was only about a half an hour from Harrisburg, and. Uh, they were like, I can't believe Dad never took us. You know, it just was in Hamburg. We didn't realize that Hamburg was just like half an hour away. But that was where that's that was where they taped almost everything, and where okay. Vince or Junior, as he was called then, mm-hmm. um, you know, would also uh, do the color for the matches. And then just at a point, wrestling, you just realize it's like, yeah, I, I, from it's just like I can't. When everyone else started Bald. to find it funny and it became uh-huh. kitsch, then it uh-huh. wasn't as much fun. Although some mm-hmm. of those guys were still, you know, around WrestleMania is when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. wasn't. But it was. Uh, uh, but now when you see like a WrestleMania thing and you see like like Ariana Huffington is there yeah. and like Bill Simmons and all these people are like there. Like it's like. Yeah. It's like the, the hoi polloi. The hoi polloi. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. the, the first one too. Was like Liberace was the, was the bell ringer, which was fun. <laughs> I that was pretty <laughs> that, funny. No, that is, yeah, that was, yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, Adam Resnick, you worked on Letterman. Speaking of which, we were talking about Letterman. You worked. When did you start? On uh, late, the, to the late night. Like 84. Late, 80, late 84, I think which, it was. Really. Which is like two years in at that point. About like that, the, yeah. Right? The show's well, like... Yeah. And you were just like fresh out of. No, I was still in college. I got there as an intern. I got there as an intern. Then I dropped out because uh, it was looking good that I would get hired. So okay, yeah. so you dropped out of school. Yeah, to get the job because you were you were working as an intern. Yeah, and then you start writing your your uh, your your start pitching things. Yeah, I, I, at the time, that's you know, it was a small shop then. It was like a nice little clubhouse, mm-hmm. and even and Chris Elliott became a writer by those are the days that you know. He'd put some jokes on Dave's assistant's desk, and mm-hmm. he'd read them, and you know, if he liked them, you know, maybe he'd hear from them. And uh, Chris and uh, Steve O'Donnell both encouraged me to do that, and I, so I'd start writing opening remarks, for, and I'd hand them to the mm-hmm. assistant, and, uh, and then he called me in one day and said, All right, you're good. I don't want to write some more. <laughs> and I just walked out thinking, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's good. <clears throat> well, that actually was a huge turning point in my life, that exact moment. It was like something is, is going to change for me. Yeah, because I went in thinking, you know, it wasn't expected that I would be a writer, but I went in thinking, if I have to be here till I'm thirty, mm-hmm. I, I will be an intern until I'm thirty. If it means that I'll eventually be a writer, be you know, wow. for the show, but it's a, but it, it's, a, it, I just knew it was the right place for me. It was the only place for me actually. And then when you first saw it, were you just like, this is? Did you watch the morning show? The no, I I, I actually didn't. I remember uh, my mom mentioning to me one time i was probably walking out the door i think i was sometime whenever that when was that like 1980 or something yeah yeah and she's like hey, you know you don't watch is this david letterman he's really funny and mm-hmm. i didn't know i'd never heard the name before and i was thinking you know there's that singing group the letterman's or just like yeah. some lame show like dinosaur so she's like, you uh-huh. should watch that david letterman he's funny uh-huh. I'm like, yeah okay mom right okay see you later enjoy that uh-huh. <laughs> i had yeah. no idea so I, I, I didn't see it i've seen it you know since then i've seen parts of it like the andy kaufman stuff yeah it was nuts. But the I, other one I watched from from the first night because I watched Tom Snyder every night. So I was there, you know, the from the very first uh, late night I was watching. It's um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how, like, it got another chance. Like he like ate it on that right that show, like a ten a.m. show or something, and then then it's just like, nah, this guy's still good. And still, there's a home for him somewhere. Yeah, that was well. Yeah, that was great. I, I after uh, 
after Cabin Boy, the for I mean, with it after the first, you know, maybe it's the second weekend that mm-hmm. it had been out, and I was just so, you know, Which really you, depressed, you, you so upset. You know? Co-wrote and directed, Cabin and Boy. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, but it was, uh, it was such, you know, it just it just this awful, awful experience. I've never seen. I mean, you know, Chris and I were. You know, just dragged through the mud worse than anyone. But you know, like what what Sandler's movie now that people are talking about, or you know, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was that's nothing compared to what you, you know. If you remember Cabin, what that was like, the reception, if that's what you want to call it. But anyway, so I went up and talked to Dave, and uh, you know, and and just was you know upset that I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm really scared. I don't think I'm going to work again, or this mm-hmm. and that. And he told me, he goes, and and he was really nice. He said, look, look, take the gun away from your head. He goes, I'm telling you, I went through this when I lost the morning show, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, you gotta, and he actually gave me a, a metaphor about some race car driver that was really doing badly, and then suddenly was the top race car driver. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't follow racing, you know, yeah. and that was really nice. But and and it's so it was so nice of Dave. You made me feel really really good. But I, I'll talk myself out of anything. So as I was after I was leaving, I was thinking, yeah, that's right. Dave lost the morning show, but then I forgot. But that show was good. It won an Emmy, and I think they gave him like a couple million bucks just to hold him for a year to do nothing. <laughs> so I mean, so. All right, not quite the cabin boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or but, uh, you were, you, yeah. But it was because uh, you still got, nice, uh, nice nonetheless. Yeah, because you, know? you really got uh, dragged through the mud on the, yeah on that. But now, yeah, look, it's 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 cold comfort, as they say, in some regard. But it's like. Now it has found its audience, and now it has found its the level of 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 uh, respect and appreciation that it it was due the whole time. What, what? Well, I don't. Whatever it is, I'll take it right now. But I do recognize that it's you know it's a, a very small cult of that of that and and it's uh, you know it, it, there's. It's I can't even get into all the cabin boy stuff. We've we've been down this road. It's a long story. It was nothing that that was something that sort of like fell in our lap. Chris and I we weren't out to do that project, mm-hmm. and so it's a very confusing thing. I don't know whether to defend to defend cabin boy. I don't know whether to, you know, um, just say you know I agree. I know it's it's awful, but I don't think it's awful. I don't think it's great, I, but I do think it. The thing I've, I'm at peace with, and I haven't seen it in mm-hmm. you know what, fifteen twenty years, whatever the hell. But is that it is different that's all i'll say if there's no mm-hmm. there's and there's no there's no kids there's no 20 somethings in the movie just a bunch of old ugly guys and and yeah, and chris I, and i are proud of that that's how mm-hmm. it was cast you know it was like there's no eye candy in that movie yeah it's not like it's, it's who would go see the thing about that? yeah because it, it's the thing you wanted to see right it just wanted it to be like character actors you know we're thinking of movies like captain's courageous we're like mm-hmm. well who's a john carradine sort of guy let's get find mm-hmm. a guy that looks like a John Carradine. Yes. Yeah, and now would be that like, was a good reference for executives back then. Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't. You'd have to have somebody, <clears throat> like when they redid the uh, the movie Tron, like they did the new Tron. Like that had to be done. Like they had to have like some like hunky dude in it. Yeah, like it wasn't enough to just have like Tron in it, <laughs> right? A- I remember seeing Tron. At this theater near my house, I would ride my bike to go see Tron. Mm-hmm. I would see Tron. I saw Tron maybe every night for a, like I would just go like yeah seven thirty show Tron right. Ride my bike. I have to I, see Tron tonight. <laughs> Tron. <laughs> Does that stand for something by the way? Sorry, I was I don't at a, okay. Know. 
I don't know. It was, and then I saw it like a few years ago, and it was like this is the worst thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> How did I sit through this once? Well, that was it, it was a bomb, right? When it came out, it was. I don't think it was considered. Was it considered good? I don't think it did amazingly well. I think it did okay. And I, I never saw the movie. It's not a movie I would have seen, but I, but but I did like the video game. Did you play the video I game? Did play the video yeah. game. Yeah, that tank part of it was really fun. I wish there was a whole machine of just the tank part of that. There was like four different games in that machine. There was the light cycles. Yes, thank you. Then there's the thing where you're throwing like a, it's like a version of high lie. Yeah, and there's a, rings yeah. with these rings that would right. get knocked, disintegrated, and, and some spiders or something coming down. I think that sounds familiar. Yeah, and it'd be this thing where like you watch Tron now and you're like. Oh, all they did was just steal everything from Star Wars and just like, this is the most shameless. They should be ashamed of themselves. That that's they, funny. I didn't even know that. They said they're really, that's what it is. Oh, it's just this, like a, it's, well, the timing's right, I guess, for a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah, it's the worst. Hey, Mike, who's, who's good here? One, we're going to, are there people talking about, I don't get it? The topic being, I don't get it, where it's the things you don't, you tried and you don't get. Do you have anything like that, Andy? Uh, Andy. 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 I'm sorry, I'm seeing Andy Kindler. Do you know Andy Kindler? No. He's very funny. I love, he's going to, that's going to make his night that you just went, no. (laughs) I know, I I know the name. No, he's He's a stand-up. He's very funny. Oh, you know, actually, I know the name. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Adam Resnick, you think about one that is something you can't just get it. You've tried to get into it. You can't get into it. Um, all right. I'll t- well, I don't want to start anything. Well, let's see what this person has to oh, say. Oh, I guess here we go. Best okay. show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. This is Adam from Tampa. Adam from Tampa. What's up, Adam? Well, I had one for the topic, and you guys were also talking about wrestling earlier. Yeah, yeah. And it got me to thinking about the day I gave up on wrestling. Okay. What is the day you gave it up was, on wrestling? It was about 92, I'm going to say. Uh, I was watching Earthquake and Jake the Snake. Okay. And uh, they were, you know, they had, they were in a heated rivalry at that point. And uh, Earthquake pulls Damien, uh, you know, out from under the ring, you know, Jake's snake, and uh, jumps up and down on Damien, and then... The bag is open, and you see very obvious ground beef coming out of the bag. Raw ground beef. Uh-huh. Me and my dad are watching wrestling. That's. I look at my dad, and he says, I've been telling you for years. Broke my heart. So the ground beef was what? To feed the... No, that was supposed to be the snake. It was... It was oh, the, oh my God. The, the smashed snake they used ground beef in place of what a smashed up snake would actually look like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it was so dumb i couldn't follow it you ever have that happen where you're watching something watching like a movie and you're just like or somebody tells a joke you ever read like a bazooka joe comic and it's so dumb you're uh, getting eye strain trying to read every word and you're like maybe this is going over my head because there's no way that right. the joke could be this simple simple and stupid. So that's what it was, ground beef in a thing. Yeah, and then, and then uh, you know, of course they have the, the news. They had Mean Gene reporting about it in the next week's mm-hmm. thing, and he, and he talks about it just being too savage to watch. And, I mean, Mean Gene's known for overdoing it, but this was, this was overdoing it even by Mean Gene's 
standards. Mean Gene, he always uh, always talking about the uh, Pontiac Silver Dome. Yeah, that's right, the Pontiac. <laughs> this week at the Pontiac Silver Dome, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Right, and then you'd just be like, uh, "Where's the Pontiac Silver Dome? Was that like outside of Detroit? I yeah, guess. I guess yeah. yeah, ground. Yeah, beef. like Auburn okay, Hills. You're bumming me out. Best show. You're on the air." Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? My name's Paul from Queens. Paul from Queens. What's going on? Do you have something for the topic? I do. What do you I got? I do. Uh, my entry is OK Computer. You can't understand the Radiohead album, OK Computer. Well, I don't know. I, I well, think like... It just doesn't do it I for you. I think I understand it. I just don't... I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't feel it. What don't like you, you try? You try? You try to listen to it? You try... I bought it. You bought, ooh, you bought some music. Yeah. Well, looky Lou. How about that? Yeah, What'd you buy? What'd you buy it on CD? You bought a iTunes download? What did you do? I bought it on CD. Okay. Mm. And you just don't like those? It. The one Radiohead album everybody understands is the one you don't get. What about the other I ones? Think, you ever tried the well, other ones? Well, I like the Benz. Oh, you like I the Benz. You're yeah, the Benz, I think, uh, I feel a little more, it's a little more, yeah, it's, it's, I don't it's, know, it's, fun or emotional or whatever, fun. where yeah, I it's can more tap fun. into it. Yeah, you know that fun Radiohead album? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that fun one, the Benz. There's no fun Radiohead albums. So stop looking for any fun. There's other places to go get fun. Go get well, a, that's what I've learned, I guess. Go get a Miami Sound Machine album, you want fun, Right. Guys looking at Radiohead for fun. Look at a Black Eyed Peas album. <laughs> All right, driving me nuts. <laughs> that drove you nuts, really? A little bit, because he's 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 uh, he's talking about these things. Radiohead is denying him the fun that he thought he was going looking for fun. <laughs> like, just can't find any fun on these Radiohead albums. <laughs> Best show you're on the air. Uh. Hi, this is Amy from Portland. Amy from Portland? Yeah. How are you, Amy? Um, I'm doing good. I'm just cooking dinner. So, Amy, do you have something for the topic? Is there something you don't um, get? Yeah, so I've tried and I've tried and I've never got Seinfeld. You can't understand Seinfeld? It's, like, it's funny from time to time. Like, the Soup Nazi episode mm-hmm. was funny, okay. kind of, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. I tried. Just don't like it. Which character do you like the most? Um. Oh, I don't know. Um, no. Mm. I like don't. I do, I've tried it enough, but I not well enough to know who I like. Um, Elaine, maybe. I like Elaine. She's pretty funny. She's like consistently funny. I think. Do you think it might be that you don't like the character Seinfeld on Seinfeld? I was like jumping up and down with joy when you put him on the 100. The like worst I did a like impromptu worst, gig yeah. at home when you put him on the, the worst. worst 100 uh, fiction. We did, it, we did it over the last few weeks, the list of the worst 100 fictional characters of all time. What number did Seinfeld come in at? Very high. I think he might have come in at two. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's like the, the the weak link on the whole thing, right? Yeah, I know. And it's like, it would be a much better show without that character, but then it's named after him, so yeah. you can't 
You can't kill him off. Well, you would you watch? Would you watch that show if that? What if that show was called Crystal, and you just swap Seinfeld out for Billy Crystal, <laughs> and you just have him in that role, right? Uh, I think you found a way to make it worse. That suddenly you'd be begging for Seinfeld to come back. Yeah, at that point, at, at that point, I probably would. Yeah, Billy Crystal is not going to play the straight man. He would give it something. He'd have to. Be so what like you're saying is that when I watch Seinfeld. And I get angry. I should just imagine Billy Crystal, and then all of a sudden, I'll be like, I'll get into it more. What? Say that again. Like, so when I watch Seinfeld, and I'm like, Yeah, eh, this isn't for me. You just imagine, imagine Billy Crystal. Uh, imagine Billy Crystal in it, and then remember Michael Richards' uh, Laugh Factory tirade, and know that Seinfeld is is uh, hate speech free. You're not going to get that. He's not going to burst into into waves of of uh, un unchained hatred. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Yeah, Billy Crystal would not be able to play that straight. He well, no, he would because it would you know he wouldn't give people their money's worth. He's in a, you know still he's there to be him. funny. Yeah, still full. Still <laughs> fooling him. <laughs> <laughs> he's always making that face. That's a, yeah. That's a certain era of. A performer where they always have that they pull that face like Paul McCartney always does that kind of like that ooh yeah right face. yeah yeah like with his yeah. mouth and I know exactly oh. sure, right. yeah like it's like I'm not a baby why are you <laughs> you're making faces as if you're in front of a crib yeah trying to get a baby to smile yeah he does that face also that Mr. Saturday Night did that face a lot too that character in the movie <laughs> the, the same name Mr. Saturday Night. I love I love anybody who has their opus that they're waiting to get to, and then it's there's just a point where it's like, it's not gonna work. Like you're not yeah. gonna there's not gonna you're not gonna match the thing he see. I need to tell the story of Buddy Young, Junior. The whole thing, and he's yeah. working on this epic, <laughs> Mister Saturday. Like in his mind, like he he cashed every chip he had. <laughs> To do that, all the goodwill from when Harry met Sally and all that stuff. Yeah, it was and kind of an expensive movie. Oh, and he directed it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, in his mind, he saw awards. Yep. You know, and the award for best director goes to Billy Crystal, Mister Saturday Night. Well, that's he back when you can still make movies for adults. Oh, wait, they didn't show up either. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, people don't want, everything's got to have the kids. I just made a thing. Like, who's that for? It's like not for any, like no adult wanted. It wasn't even for like the Jews. I don't even think they came out for it. I don't think it was for anyone who was in show business at that point. Like, would not have wanted to see a, a look back at it as told by him. Oh, great. I'm getting criticized from the cabin boy guy. That's, that's what he's thinking right now. He's oh, great. Nice the, uh, I'm sorry, no, he's a nice guy. Yeah. And so is Andy Kindler, who oh. I have heard is actually funny. I'm he's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. I'm uh, listening to the best show, and then the guy from Cabin, the guy who directed Cabin Boys, putting down Mr. Saturday Night. Who's he to talk? <laughs> yeah. The great thing about that show, The Comedians, was that every episode had, like, th- they would have, like, three or four, like, like, because it's like a behind the scenes thing. It would just be like, well, you're with the. They'd have all these things that just uh, pump the up Billy Crystal. Uh, 
but it would just yeah, be like it's like oh my god it's billy crystal <clears throat> like people like oh well billy crystal what are you doing here oh my god i'm a huge fan <laughs> like, like every episode <laughs> had yeah. a few of these like things that were just meant to make it look like like anybody would just be blown away that billy crystal walked into the oh my god it's billy crystal <laughs> I, I never saw it. I saw the commercial. So how many episodes? I think they did uh, 13. And how did it do? Is it coming back? It's not. It just got canceled. Oh. But, yeah. And Gad, Josh Gad, take it on the chin. Bad week. Bad yeah. week to be Josh Gad. Wait, what was the... What was the Pixels. Oh, that's right. He's in yeah. Pixels. At first, they were saying that was doing really well. They were surprised. Like, Sandler fooled them all. But then by Sunday, I was reading, no, no, this is a disaster. It just, uh, yeah, you just picture... Uh, but it did came in number one or number two, I guess. I think just... it came in number two. Yeah, number two. That movie ain't cheap. You think it's cheap to get yeah, Pac-Man like to right, show up? Right, right. Pac-Man doesn't come through the door for... <laughs> Pac-Man doesn't get out of bed for less than 50 grand. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hi, Adam. Hey. I got one for the topic. Um, I can never... Uh, I, don't, I don't like figure skating. I don't know what the deal is with that. You don't like figure skating. That's good. And you've tried? No, I, well, I've I've skated, you know, many times, but I I don't. Uh, what kind of skate? What kind of skating have you done? Down just skating around the rink, you know, just doing twirls and stuff, just around the rink. Okay. You know? So so but angry I, I don't, about I can it. appreciate figure skating. I just I don't. I have watched it for. Uh, since 1980, you know, since the Olympics, and uh, for the, I don't get it, man. Well, I think it's a good one, actually. Yeah, it was all right. Like I was, it was a little. That one you have to let go because that's like. Or is it just stating the obvious? I don't know. I always think of it as the kind of thing where it's like one that's like, your. It's like when people say to me, "It's like you should like Steely Dan." And it's like, okay, there's things I like that sound like Steely Dan. I just don't like Steely Dan. Paul Sims likes Steely Dan. Did you really the conversation? He really I, I And Paul Sims likes Steely Dan? Yeah, and I respect him for it because he's really, you know, he's into it. He likes them and he appreciates them. I, I guess I like a couple of their songs. I don't know. I it's, really don't know. But to me, it sounds like uh, music you hear, hear when, like, somebody's trying to sell you a stereo system and they play, <laughs> That's like, true. That is a they play yeah. Steely Dan at the stereo store. Right. Listen to the, uh, just listen. Asia. Like yeah. Like you're in like the the audio yeah. room at the yeah. stereo store. Yeah, they've got the quad eight track <laughs> yeah. they put in. And of, the guy's, Asia. he's got like the buttons to press. Like it's like, <laughs> oh, let's do speaker two. That's and right. they press it and it's just suddenly it's like, you hear like the speakers and it's just yeah. like, uh, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's a, uh, listen to that. That's a uh, peg. We're going to play, I'm going to play peg. Listen to the, listen to the sim, listen to the hi hat on that. Yeah. So can I ring you up for that? <laughs> can I ring you up for that stereo? No. <laughs> yes, you can as long as it doesn't come with this Steely Dan album. Hmm. You, Adam Resnick, you you author of will not attend hmm. in paperback as of today, and that's yeah. available in stores, right? Like bookstores will have the paperback now. I haven't checked. I assume. Your your Letterman thing, by the way, when you were promoting the book, was one of the funniest things because you just like you seem like you're one of the few people who can like give him the the business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the first one, the second one was not quite as good. He had me on again. I... 
was when you were just saying the thing about Disneyland. That's another great story in the thing in the book about you and your family going to Disney Disney World. Yeah, Disney yeah, World. Yes, right. yes, and you were at the the chocolate buffet. What was it? The oh, the 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 Tomorrowland dessert party <laughs> cafe <laughs> buffet or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tomorrowland Terrace Dessert Party, I think it was called. Yeah, and then you saw Tinkerbell get, like, uh, flying around flying right around there. Well, yeah, on a filament or something. And then your sister-in-law. Yeah, it looked like a dude, I thought. <laughs> your sister-in-law blew a fuse. Yeah, well, that had been, it had been coming a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. But you like music that's more like, uh, you, you, you like things that would, you'd hear on an episode of like, uh, like Louie, like it would be like, uh, like a Woody Allen soundtrack. No, I don't, that's a, that, no, I know. That, that's a, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that music uh, that, uh, work. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's like the, yeah, the redone, that New Orleans newish version of re-recorded New Orleans music that he does. He plays at a, where does he play it at? The, the Alice's Teacup or some place. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you imagine going and watching him play clarinet all night? Yeah, and you can't get out. You can't leave. You're in there, and I hear it's actually really expensive too. You like uh-huh. you don't just go. You have to, you know. And it's a, yeah. I, I think it costs you a few hundred bucks a seat just to go in there and to watch him do something other than the thing right. the that you blues. know him for. Right now, you got to watch him play some uh, Big Spider back outtakes, right. right, or whatever. Like he's playing uh, outtakes. That's right. Yeah. Like, I got a brand new hat. Sydney Bechet. Like songs like that. Yeah, right. right? I, got, I got a brand new, yeah. Tin Roof Blues. But you like you like music like right? No, sir. No, that's, that's not the like music no, that, oh, I that's uh that's I know that guy's his powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. That, what's his name? That guy that did for you know for the Looney Tunes. I forget that guy. Oh, uh, Randolph something Scott. Sure. Raymond Scott. Raymond yeah. Scott. Yeah, no, that's the forties, that's too late for okay. me. Okay. You like music, it's like like well, like who 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 is this old music you like? Who who are these artists? God, now you just when you just throw it out like that. This is there's a guy, uh, Wilton, well, yeah. Wilton Crawley. I like okay. those are my favorite tracks. You mm-hmm. want to see my gal by Wilton okay. Crawley? Jelly Roll Morton plays piano on that track. That's mm-hmm. that's that's one of my probably favorite jazz tracks. That's probably like 1929. Okay, like that. yeah. And how did you get into that stuff? I just like that sound. I like that sound, man. I don't know what it is. I didn't know what it, you know, I used to hear it uh, in the cartoons, you know, mm-hmm. they used to show those, you know, did they still show some of those black and white cartoons when you were a kid, like on, on cable? You're like, we had like not that much cable, but mm-hmm. you know, the Philly channels, you'd see like these, these old cartoons that have those, those Fleischer cartoons that have those jazz scores. And that's, uh, and I really like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was called or anything, but, uh, and then you're just like. You're then I learned like, about. I started collecting seventy eights and learning uh, about it, and got more specific the more I learned about it. That mm-hmm. I that I realized that the really good stuff wasn't recorded after nineteen thirty two. It was like probably okay. between nineteen twenty five and nineteen thirty two. And I'll tell you why. Why? See, my ear can detect the first strains of swing, and that's disgust. That's awful. That's crap. And that's because around nineteen thirty three, thirty four, they started removing the banjo from the orchestras, and that. It lost that sound, and then came that swing sound, which I detest. Okay, so yeah. you don't like you like like that kind of banjo driving it, right? Okay, that syncopation, that old you know that that syncopated rhythm that you know started in the twenties. So like Woody, 
Woody does a version of that, but it's like sort of like the new, his stuff reminds me more of that, you know, New Orleans funeral music. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, a lot of good jazz come out of New Orleans. I mean, yeah. Louis Armstrong came out of New Orleans, but but uh, yeah. But what about like the guys like the uh, like you like a guy like 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 all that kind of like 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 uh, 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 who's the who's the who are the big band leaders from back then who you can't stand. That's, From that for all that yeah. you know, uh, Tommy Dorsey, Glenn yeah. Miller, uh, you yeah. know, swing and sway with Sammy K, all that crap, all that yeah. stuff that Bobby Sockers listened to. Yeah, that that all started like the you know mid thirties mm-hmm. garbage. And you do you have seventy uh, eights that you collect? Do you have? Yeah, like... I still have a lot of those. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't um, collect them anymore because they're uh-huh. impossible to find. Now. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, like what's the what's the craziest one you ever bought? Um, I never paid any money for them. They were always okay. just flea market finds. Sure. And they, by the way, very hard to find. It was mm-hmm. like you didn't find them. Probably, yeah. I mentioned in my book, probably Hatchet Head Blues with the old Southern Jug Band. Okay. Old so band. not like... Uh, no, not, I, don't, I don't even like the record that much. But that's probably the most valuable okay. record. One of them. I, don't, I don't have a great collection. Like mm-hmm. People like Terry Zweigoff have or yeah. Joe Bizarre or you know those guys. Sure. But it's not like because uh, I never found Pennsylvania. It was a lousy place to look for those good records. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, like, I would go look at like my grandparents' records, and it'd be like, and then you see it's like, man, oh boy, did my uh, this had like bad taste. It'd be like, if only these, if only Engelbert Humperdinck was uh, like, if he's collectible. Suddenly, there's like a weird wave of that. Then like. Like I'm on Easy Street. Oh yeah, you'll never. Yeah, your grandparents' stuff isn't worth it's anything. So, no, it's, yeah, just like you. It's it's uh, it's like that's like uh, that's like a garbage heap yeah, stuff. Yeah, like it's the dump. Yeah, that's how you don't have any times. I would go. I'd try to track people down. Oh, I have some old records, and it's, uh-huh. it's just all crap. I'm, no, yeah. 78s. Well, I got them. And bring it like you know. <laughs> and you go dinosaur. Into- <laughs> you know, or, or this one I know is worth money. It's like yeah. Bing Crosby, White Christmas. They printed two billion of those. <laughs> the planet will blow up. There'll still be some of those 78s Bing Crosby. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be that and uh, and uh, uh, a taste of honey. The uh, Herb Alpert. Oh, oh you're the, the, yeah, 33. Yeah, that's true. I can picture that cover, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's all the whipped cream. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You have that record, Mike? Yeah. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, uh, I got a question for you, too. What do you got? So I learned recently that there's a sequel to that song, It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To. Yeah, it's uh, called Judy's Turn to Cry. Exactly, exactly. The revenge Judy's song. Turn to cry. Yeah. Exactly. She gets, gets, her, uh, gets her comeuppance. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you knew of any, or if you had any ideas for songs that you thought deserved sequels, or the story wasn't finished yet. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a very good question. Song that would have a sequel. Yeah, because I know there's a Return of Jackie and Judy by the Ramones. That's the only one I could really think of where it's like mm-hmm. a real sequel. What about and even uh, that one's kind of phoned in? What about if there was a, a sequel to Young Turks by Rod Stewart? Young Turks too, because <laughs> it ends with like Jackie gave birth to a ten pound baby boy, yo yo, right? <laughs> Young <laughs> hearts be free tonight. And then, like, you find out where those guys are at now, right? That's good. Not happy. They wouldn't be happy. 
What about the the Ballad of Dwight Fry? Alice Cooper. Like, does does he ever get out? And what happens? That'd be a good does he get one. a job? That he's just like, yeah, I like. He that. probably cleans up eventually. They probably they have to. They, you know, that's a great song. I like that song. Yeah. Somebody sang here. Uh, Disco Duck should have a secret. <laughs> How is it that like look look at this? Think about this. Not that I'm making it about me again, but I'm gonna for a second. A guy like Rick Dees. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no discernible talent, except for that he just plays the game. Records the thing, Disco Duck. Right. Clearly, he must have just been playing his own record and just ran, ran his own thing up the charts. You know, hey. Oh, 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 it was the legend was that he was the first one that played it. And I turned mean, it into if a you're hit, in radio, or and, it, yeah. Or what's the? But it's just like this guy, Rick Dees, could yeah. buy and sell me. He could throw money at me and make me dance and just. Like, is that fair? Is that fair, Adam? No. It's in not, life? It's, it's not, not fair. No. Is it fair that a guy like Mike is cleaning up the way he's. He, he's finding his second. He's in the. It's the. He's in his, like, renaissance now. Right. And I'm just here in the tank. I'm in the tank with this. I'm hemorrhaging <sighs> money. Here really? I mean, but you, but uh, how can that be? Seriously. Now I sat here tonight. You yeah. were entertaining for three hours. Yeah. I don't understand how you do it. You make it look easy. Well, it happened. It's, it's just going to be. Uh, you carve that on my tombstone. Then he made it entertaining for three. Uh, Maybe how, you know. Is it that come? you're perceived as East Coast? They don't think you know. It's no. He's he's he's. He's an East Coast guy, you know. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I should just be turning this into a TV show or something. Maybe that's what the problem with this show is, right? It should just be like, make it a TV show. Maybe everybody get it then. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't get it. Maybe i got to write a book, but I'll never write a book as good as will not attend. So I'm not going to even not, try that. That's, that's really nice. It's in paperback it. now. It's probably the funniest book I've ever read. Um, there's a great story about your musical love in that and you chasing after a, uh, Jimmy, a set. Jimmy Rogers picture disc. Yeah. It, uh, it's so great. And so when you were, when did you work on, on SNL? I wasn't clear on that. It was actually, I think it was the year, the, maybe the two years after Cabin Boy, but it was when Chris was there and Chris brought me up and Jim Danny was there and who I knew a little bit, and he, mm-hmm. you know, they they really needed writers at the time. That's when then there was a lot of trouble. Remember, like a uh, it was the cut that New York Magazine Saturday uh, Night, yeah, Dead. yeah, yeah. So they were they were you know trying to overhaul everything. But it was I remember it was when there was a really it was a really big cast. So that guy from Kids in the Hall was there, and I think Janine Garofalo and Chris. It was an awkward cast, and mm-hmm. people like. Uh, Adam Sandler and Farley and those guys were about to leave and do mm-hmm. movies and it was just yeah. I remember I, I wasn't you know I I, I hardly I, I hardly spent any time there I went mm-hmm. in and helped write a couple of things for Chris but it was a it was that was dreary really grim up there but you stay on your feet Adam yeah how do you do it I'm on the mat here got this cord is short circuiting here the headphones weren't even working. I'm gonna have to hear a song and dance from Dudio about why it's Mike's fault that it happened, and Michael blame Dudio, and then Paddle stab both of them in the back. It's it's dysfunctional no. out there. I knew it the second I it came is. In. It it's like a, a it's like it's like a hornet's nest out there. Right. But look what you do for these guys, and that's why you get up in the morning. 
You, is, you gave them lives, you know. You gave them. Where do you think if it, let's let's do a, it's a wonderful life scenario right, right now? I get smear. I turn into just get smeared on the pavement, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Where where does AP Mike end up? Well, I was just trying to think. If you get smeared on the pavement, you something happened to you. How how do we monetize that? Yeah, I mean, the box sets are already doing well, but you have a lot of tapes. You've got yeah. a lot of stuff banked, so we can okay. maybe get a little money that way. Okay. Um, but how does my life, how does me not being here for you know, AP for, Mike, how, yeah, how does that actually, change? I just, just realized that? I didn't get the concept. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think AP Mike probably, it's sad, he tries to take over for a little while. Uh-huh. And then it just, then it just falls apart? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think, it, you know, I, it's sad. Mike, I love you. You're great. But I just think he's a little lost, but he thinks he – I think maybe he thinks he'll keep it going a little bit till he gets someone else in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> then, you know, that guy would pay him, and then maybe Mike would take him to the top, and uh, they would uh, – So Mike would just hope no – Mike would be trying to move like, like a Dick Clark type move and hope nobody noticed. Right, right. Yeah. he <laughs> doesn't bring anything to the table himself. yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I can't. Right. I can't say that. Look, I think Mike would end up. Uh, Mike, could, uh, Mike would end up just. Do, do, there'd be a ski mask involved. What? <laughs> no offense, Mike. Mike said none taken. You're tired. I'm a little tired. I mean, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. Can will one of these cabs actually take me the whole way to the city? Someone's gotta we'll get me the cab. Don't worry. One, hey, don't uh, worry. what's that place on the one main street said steam crabs? Because I love Maryland crabs. You know the place I'm talking about? No. Okay. So then we'll talk about it. Steam crabs. You don't like you like uh, crabs. You know hard shells, Maryland crabs. Yeah, we'll talk. I, about I like crabs. You like crabs, Mike? Okay, but boring. Never, I, like, I, I brought the room down. He, uh, tell me what you think of this, Mike. A couple of years ago, he he drives down to go see a friend in Florida. Yeah. And. What he does is he loads up a cooler up here with shrimp. Oh God! It takes it down to some. <laughs> and takes it down because he had his he, Put he some was crushed bra- ice in there. Yeah, and he's uh, bragging about his connect up here. Yeah, that he had yeah. like a seafood. He kept calling connect, it his yeah. connect. Right. His seafood connect, and he drove down. It's like, it's not like he drove to like, not like he drove to like Ames, Iowa, <laughs> where like it's landlocked. Drove to Florida. No, and isn't it was there was no dry ice involved, right? No, he's just got a cooler. He's at a he's at a quick check buying yeah. a bag of ice. Oh my god! And dumping it on top of his shrimp. Right, Mike? Yeah. Was the shrimp any good when you got down? Yeah. Would you have, probably have to put a lot of uh, balsamic vinegar on that, right? <laughs> you had to cure it. To spread the lime around in the car after that. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for uh, supervising the episodes. I want to thank Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, John Worcester, of course, and you. And once again, listen to The Best Show live each and every Tuesday night on your computer at thebestshow.net. Thanks so much.